Welcome to Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. My name is Adrian Lara. I co-host this show with Greg Catapodi, who is a huge fan of Frasier. This guy has seen every episode multiple times, while me, on the other hand, am a newbie. I'm a relatively unfamiliar with Frasier. I knew of it, but never really got into it. So I'm seeing every episode for the first time. Let's do this. Hi, I'm Greg Catapodi. And this is Adrian Lara. And this is Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. Right now we're talking about Season 1, Episode 22, Author, Author. Yeah, so the whole story is about how Niles has a book deal, and the publisher meets him at Cafe Nervosa to discuss the book deal. And the character's name is Sam Tanaka. The same actor played another character in another show that was very popular. He was uh, Aku, the demon sorcerer, the shape-shifting sorcerer from Samurai Jack, a mid-90s to late-90s children's television show. That's pretty cool. So the story opens up with Niles talking to Frazier, and Niles is very nervous because he's about to reach a deadline where he's supposed to have some work done on this book that he got a, a publishing deal on, and he's got nothing. He's got nothing to show. He has no ideas. He has nothing, and he's freaking out. And when Sam Tanaka arrives, Tanaka is very taken with Frazier because he's heard Frazier on the radio, and he says that he didn't realize that he, he doesn't know why he didn't put it together, why the crane name didn't really realized that they were brothers hadn't occurred to him and he suggests that Fraser and Niles do a book together if, if that was the idea he would love it and golden dome fool you you must work with the frail one yes yes a book you shall make for me <laughs> the guy the the Tanaka character did have a really striking voice so I buy that he was this sorcerer person <laughs> It's great. So um, Niles having no ideas to pitch Tanaka, he was freaking out. But I wouldn't buy that Niles is high, strong, and uptight about something, Adrian. That sounds out of character. <laughs> it would be interesting, though, like if Niles had to do a book about his life. Right. If he hadn't been lazy and he actually had put some effort in. Yeah, so he put together an autobiography, the Niles Crane story. Right. Yeah. What would that book be about what it be called men are from mars my wife maris is from a non-euclidean universe <laughs> yeah or what lies below my life with maris crane <laughs> yeah those of you day wonders know that we have this theory that maris is a demon is a crazy unearthly being <laughs> but yeah his the yellow doesn't say, have to just be a demon adrian that's very mm -hmm. human-centric of you she could be a creature that leaves lives within the rocks of the earth itself ageless and timeless and perfect sullied by the disgusting human races above her yeah, waiting she... for the time where she will return and devour all that is impure and unclean <laughs> and man and then there will be one perfect creature maris living over the dead and cracked earth and finally there is beauty and there is silence colon the niles crane story <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love it to see just Niles write a book of like <laughs> how to make a relationship work with a creature from another dimension. The Niles Crane story. <laughs> the mad psychiatrist Niles Crane wrote the Necronomicon about his wife. <laughs> I'll be fair. I like to try to go back to the center. Mm -hmm. You know, 
we haven't discussed the uh, Miles as a psychotic uh, husband in a while. Mm. But, and we won't. Because <laughs> I don't know if Maris is really fully human. <laughs> <laughs> right, because we have this other theory that we've discussed on the, on the right, show. We, we, uh, we went for the more fun uh, Maris monster. Yeah, theory. that's, a, yeah. Because that is more fun. Maris is a otherworldly uh, monster, is less dark than Niles as just like a psychotic, abusive psychiatrist. Or just like, no, Maris is sick. I'm just keeping her well. Right, you know. that he's just drugging her up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely the monsterish approach that we're doing is definitely uh, less dark. <laughs> Between the two, we weighed our choices. We are patting ourselves on the back yes. at how <laughs> of us not taking the darker yes, choice of how measured this has been. Well, because it's then this is like a Rose Kennedy thing where Niles has had Maris uh, lobotomized and put into an institution. It's like, oh, sorry, uh, Maris is having one of her I'm-missing-part-of-my-temporal-lobe fits. Oh, God. <laughs> and those are the types of jokes that we're not going to do. <laughs> Mar- <laughs> Maris is having another one of those I-don't-remember-who-I-am-or-what-I-am fits. Here we go again. We go. I roll. <laughs> and those are the type of jokes we're not going to do, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we could be doing, but we chosen not to. <laughs> so Tanaka basically suggests that Fraser and Niles do a book about sibling relationships. And Tanaka says, well, it's great. Then it's settled. I have to make a phone call real quick. He steps aside and Niles then must sell <laughs> Fraser on the idea. My monstrous and dark master, I have found, yes, I have found two messengers to communicate something that may be sold to the masses. <laughs> this is Tanaka speaking to his 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 head. That's like, uh, okay, great. You could have just told me back at the office. It's already at the five. I was about to go home. So, and then you just no, going. too late, too late. It would have been to inform you, my master. Uh, well, that's great. Like I said, I really got to get home to the wife and kids. So, um. <laughs> Such earthly trappings must be discarded if you wish to assume true power, Master. One day you will be overthrown and I will destroy you. Okay, Tanaka, I'll see you Monday morning at the office. I'll see you then. <laughs> TGIF. <laughs> Have you seen the new ABC lineup? <laughs> that Urkel is a genius. <laughs> As Niles is convincing Frazier to do the book with him, Niles references that in middle school, Frazier and Niles uh, wrote a musical together. And to convince Frazier, Niles starts humming the theme uh, to this musical. Some boys go off to college because they're a bunch of wussies. They get all the knowledge, but we get all the bum 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 bum. Yeah, that was an impressive joke to leave in because it's essentially everyone connects the dots right. where it's supposed to be. You can imply that you can imply pussy one one time on network television. <laughs> 
Them's the rules. One time per episode. People don't know that rule, so they don't use it all the time. But mm-hmm. uh, It always is noteworthy whenever a joke like this makes it into the show, because again, it's supposed to be a highbrow show. I think, you know, it's not, I think it's just, it's highbrow, uh, but you're still having to reach 90% of the cut. So it's just, it's marketed as highbrow. That might be the t- takeaway with Frasier, that it's still, for us dumb people that just want to laugh at a pussy joke. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, like, what lyrics did they pass on? Some boys go off to college, and they're a bunch of thespians. They get all the knowledge, but we get all the bum 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 bum. That's still funny. It's like it's weird because it's like you know the word that is going to be said, but it's funnier that you don't say it. Right. It, like, it might have been a writer's room like thing where like, yeah. guys are, oh, we can use one dirty word, one word that's kind of funny. Uh, you got any song pitches? Okay, okay. Some boys go off to college and they're a bunch of runts. They get all the knowledge, but we get all the no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can't do that. We can't. No, no, no. You're not going <laughs> to. Okay, okay. Some boys go off to knowledge to make their brains get bigger. No, 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 stop. Stop right there. Come on, Johnson. Seriously, we can't. All right, so the boys have this idea. They're going to write the book about what it's like siblings. They decide they're going to use Frasier's show. They're going to prompt the Seattle listeners by saying, hey, anybody that has any issues with their siblings, call into the show and we'll help you guys out. So we cut to the show and Niles is there and he's got a place in the booth. He's in the sound area. He's got a microphone. He's got a headset. He's ready. And when they cut to Niles, he immediately does this announcer voice that was actually pretty good. He he says, what's up, Emerald City? This is Niles Crane here on the ones and twos here to fulfill your listening desires. He was so good at his radio voice. I would have loved to have seen mm-hmm. more of that. I want to see Niles host... Niles and Frazier really host a morning zoo psychiatry program. That'd be great. Like a psychiatry show that had the energy of a morning <laughs> radio show. That would be great. Hello, Seattle. It's N-Dog and Fat Face coming to you hot on the 8 o'clock hour. <laughs> the N-Dog and Fat Face here in the morning show. We got coming in. We got people coming in tied up on the 405. And I bet that's getting you depressed. Speaking of depression, we got someone calling in that's got anxiety because their mother is too hard on them. <laughs> Let's speak to Sarah from Chattamooga. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey there, N-Dog. Uh, just uh, ever since uh, I can remember, uh, Mother has just provoked a tremendous amount of deep anxiety with me. Just it's reduced my ability to function. Speaking of uh, reducing your ability to function, Fat Face needs to reduce his ability to eat Cheetos. All right. Oh, come on there, N-Dog. <laughs> That's just unfair. Uh, well, that was a little hanging fruit. You had to go for that one. I, uh, you can't blame me. Come on, listeners. And then he's got a horn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up, Seattle? This is the end dog, your favorite radio therapist in the morning. Are you struggling because you can't get into work on time? Hey, call into the show if you're depressed because of the 405 or depressed because of your life. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, sock it to old fat face here. <laughs> sock it to old fat face. I like that. <laughs> Oh, I came up with myself, N Dog. Uh, you know, I <laughs> I do work between pitch meetings, unlike some people. 
Yeah, they would just have this banter. <laughs> this sniping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after Frazier and Niles in the radio show, they have their, their session. They have all these discussions with people about their siblings. Tanaka calls in and he says, you guys did great. I loved it. And he starts telling the, the boys about an opportunity that Reader's Digest called him. And they want to discuss the serialization <laughs> of their book. Foolish psychiatrist, you have once again tempted the gaze of Reader's Digest, which is confusing for they do not eat their readers. <laughs> time, time you do not have for in the limited time frame of three days. I need chapters, I need pages, the readers must digest. <laughs> And the boys lie. They tell Tanaka that they've got all this work done. They're like, well, we've, we've written a, a few chapters. And Tanaka's like, well, yes, great. Of course, send it to me by Friday. Like, oh, 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 oh. well, sure, yes, we could do that by Friday. And so they start freaking out because they have to get all this work done. <laughs> or I will suck the delicious marrow out of your knuckles. <laughs> So the boys now have this deadline because they had been bullshitting, telling themselves they they were writing, right, doing we're preparing. prep. Their genius idea is like we're gonna lock ourselves in a hotel room without any distractions, and we're gonna write this. We only have two days to get this work complete, to get a few pages to Tanaka so that they can sell their book. As we see in the scene, when they lock themselves in a hotel room, they cannot write a sentence. And they show all this passage of time. The boys show up. They're wearing suits, coat, jacket, the whole thing. Passage of time. It shows them uh, down to their undershirts, their white undershirts. They look rough. Their hair's a mess. Frazier's lying on the bed. He's drinking little bottles of whiskey. And they've had no work done. They're still struggling with that first sentence. Well, they did do some work. They did spend $400 at the minibar. <laughs> yeah. It's quite the dent. Yeah. So the boys become frustrated because they're not able to get any work done and they start blaming each other. Essentially, the argument was over a sentence. The first sentence, the sentence they've been working on for going on 12 hours, Frazier decides that's a perfect sentence and Niles wants to add a little to it. And they start debating whether it's a run-on sentence or not. Right. The The big argument ensues. Niles tells Frazier, yeah, I finished the line. What you presented was an incomplete thought. And Frazier's so pissed off, he just says, you're an incomplete thought, which I just love that in like an argument setting, because it's like you don't have anything, any way of dealing with the actual argument, or you just say a nonsense sentence. Well, it's an, it's an argument classic, much like have an ass is a roast classic. Right. You're an incomplete sentence, have an ass. <laughs> yeah, just put them all on there. Your mom was an incomplete sentence, have an ass. <laughs> just like. Frazier, I just feel like it's not working out. You've just been so distant and indifferent. You've been distant and indifferent. Okay. Uh. <laughs> it's like any argument. So, like, let's say, um, I'm sorry, Dr. Crane, your credit card was declined. Your credit card was declined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, as time passes, they are in their white undershirts. And Niles has so much chest hair. It was a bit shocking. Right, which it, it, for some reason, just based on the character, it seems a bit like it doesn't fit the character. Because I'm thinking like the Three Bears and Goldilocks situation. <laughs> We're talking about so much hair, Martin, Jess Wright, Frazier, Niles, no hair at all, is, <laughs> is my thought process. <laughs> but he's got so much hair. He looks like he has to shave his neck. He is so, <laughs> like he's the type of guy that always has to wear his shirt buttoned all the way to the top. Right. Otherwise, just this um, flourishing. Right, his shoulders would have a five o'clock shadow. 
For sure. Niles and his chest hair. I mean, he just, based on what we know of the character, you wouldn't think that he would have enough testosterone to have right. chest hair. I thought Niles definitely would, it would be in a low testosterone situation. Niles' testosterone is so low. He goes to a doctor with an inflatable gorilla with testosterone treatment available here. <laughs> <laughs> on the front of his chest <laughs> nice niall's testosterone is so low that he shops at lane bryant <laughs> niall's testosterone is so low that how it, low he, is it he has a pinterest account <laughs> uh, well it's just he he has a ridiculous amount of chest hair he, he's like he's the Wolfman, or he's michael j fox in like teen wolf or something or his radio personality should be like howling mad niles Wolfman niles oh we're coming late in the midnight hour folks here in the emerald city we're doing the monster mash i'm feeling the moon calling to me the change is coming over to our new metal format we're coming into midnight metal midnight to one with niles crane Woo! <laughs> that's great i picture him oh i love that you'll recognize me because i have a red leather jacket no shirt and gold chains on because i'm the wolf man ladies want to come up and run their hands through my hairy chest no lead press on now because i'm Wolfman niles careful ladies your hand might get stuck <laughs> Wolfman niles i use beard oil all over my body <laughs> so the boys get into a fight and Fraser leaves. They have not written anything. It's daylight. They realize they have failed. The next morning, we cut to the scene where Fraser is at the apartment. Niles arrives. And they do this thing where Frazier and Niles are not speaking to each other. And so they start talking to each other through Martin. Niles says to Martin, Father, can you tell Frazier that he owes me $200 for his half of the, of the, the hotel? hotel and Frazier starts going back to the father. Frazier says, Dad, can you tell Niles? And so they do this back and forth thing of talking through. And Martin says, you two stop it. I'm going to tell you a story. And so Martin tells a story about his partner, Gus. They didn't like each other or they had a uh, they were really different dudes they had just been partners for a few weeks a couple of months later his partner was stabbed and by the time martin showed up at the hospital it was too late and so that relationship ended on a sour note when they were fighting and martin tells the boys that they need to just patch things up because it's not worth it you never know what could happen tomorrow and so the boys patch things up they shake hands they hug it's a happy ending Daphne was so moved by the story of Martin, how he wasn't able to tell his friend that he cared for him, and she starts crying. And off to the side in the kitchen where the boys couldn't see him, Martin reveals that he made the story up, that there was no Gus. Well, actually, there was no Martin Crane. Well, <laughs> not anymore. Thing was, I was Gus, or used to be. See, my partner Marty, he got stabbed in the gut, didn't make it. <laughs> Those day oneers that are listening will know that we have a theory that Martin Crane is not the real Martin Crane, that he assumed the identity of another person. And why not? So Martin is Gus. You understand what we're saying? And so right. the real Martin Crane was stabbed, and Gus took Martin's identity. Right. And then Gus, he wasn't even the real Gus either. He was Armando. <laughs> yes, exactly. And Gus had been stabbed. So Armando... Uh, took Gus's identity. Exactly. Exactly. 
You know, generally these like take over a fellow cop's identity things don't last this long. Because you get another partner that dies. But then, old Marty, used to be Gush, used to be Armando, got stuck in this thing for like the next 30 years. It's really amazing because, you know, it's all within the same precinct. I've taken two separate identities. <laughs> you might think, how does someone get away with it? But you know what? Everyone hated Gus. And everyone hated Armando. I don't even look like an Armando. <laughs> And everyone hated Martin, too, so it really worked out for me, just like being such a likable guy. They just let it go. I don't know. You know, a lot of people think it's easy to steal someone's identity, but it's a lot of work. You know, you got to get their mannerisms and everything. They're getting the Hester to accept it. That was the real trick. <laughs> you know, what the reality is, most wives will take on a different person, assuming the identity of their husband, if they've been married long enough, you know. They just want to change. That's a sad reality. Uh, you know, I don't like talking about it, but it's it's been relatively easy taking on a new wife. Because <laughs> you don't realize, most, they just miss the chase. And because you're a new person, they just love it. Like, it's like a new relationship, and they love it. Uh, I'm so glad I took on the speaking engagement at this high school. <laughs> So, uh, follow your dreams, you. kids. <laughs> thank you for inviting me to Career Day 1995. Uh, does anyone have any uh, questions about being a detective <laughs> or uh, identity theft? <laughs> Principal, just like, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Crane. Yeah, Mr. Crane. Yeah, let's get it. Thank, thank you for coming, Mr. Crane. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> moral of the episode moral of the episode well if you're ever gonna like try to do writing partners uh one someone has to be the director basically yeah someone has, has to be, to be to, like, in call charge the shots in this and you don't want to like have someone be the king all the time so you like you know if you're doing like a sketch or chapters uh alternate chapters on who's the director you know you have to do agree on an overall vision or theme on what you're writing you know if you're doing a sketch you have to be able to say like no adrian you have to pick a lane we can't keep doing your wolfman jack thing we did it <laughs> once already yeah and it's also so teamwork make the dream work that's that's our world <laughs> Also, in terms of morals, any parents that are out there, it's okay to lie to your kids. Ah, yeah. That's what Martin did. Lie to them about important things. Yeah, make up stories from the past. Right. How the world works. Which God is real. How electricity works. Tell them that elves power light bulbs. How do they know? All right, guys. I've been... <laughs> what a moment to do a closing on. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, lie to your children. Uh... This has been Prazier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast, Season 1, Episode 22, Author, Author. I've been Adrian Lara. And I've been Greg Catapodi. Thanks for listening, and thanks in advance for telling your friend about the podcast and subscribing on our Patreon, Double the Adrian, Double the Greg. Yeah. Really, it's either you've been listening to this for 22 episodes and not subscribed, which more power to you or this is your first time and you should direct yourself over to patreon.com slash there should be link in a description somewhere and uh and pay us money to do this if you want us it's the only way we can keep doing this folks it's the only way you hold our fate in your hands it's such a great deal such great sketches folks uh we're gonna have such funny stuff it's coming for we're gonna make all comedy great again me and adrian the jokes just got another foot taller you know <laughs> Like, subscribe, and money is applause. Money is applause. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.